Good morning and welcome. At this time, I invite everyone to stand as they are able and join in singing hymn 67, found in our blue hymnals. Our service of Holy Eucharist Rite 2 begins on the front of our service booklets, or for those following in the prayer books, it begins on page 355. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and blessed be his kingdom now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen.
with you. Let us pray. Merciful God, who sent your messengers, the prophets, to preach repentance and prepare the way for our salvation, give us grace to heed their warnings and forsake our sins, <coughs> that we may greet with joy the coming of Jesus Christ, our Redeemer, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Please be seated for the readings. <laughs> A reading from the prophet Isaiah. Comfort, O oh, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that she has served her term, that her penalty is paid, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries out, in the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all people shall see it, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, cry out. And I said, what shall I cry? All people are grass. Their constancy is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades, when the breath of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Get you up on a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good tidings. Lift your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, herald of good tidings. Lift it up, do not fear. Say to the cities of Judah, here is your God. See, the Lord God comes with might, and his arm rules for him. His reward is with him, and his recompense for him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms and carry them in his bosom, and gently lead the mother sheep. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. reading from the second letter of Peter. Do not ignore this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like one day. 
The Lord is not slow about his promise, as some think of slowness, but is patient with you, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will pass away with a loud noise, and the elements will be dissolved with fire, and the earth and everything that is done on it will be disclosed. Since all these things are to be dissolved in this way, what sort of persons ought you to be in leading lives of holiness and godliness, waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be set ablaze and dissolved, and the elements will melt with fire? But in accordance with his promise, we wait for new heavens and a new earth where righteousness is at home. Therefore, beloved, while you are waiting for these things, strive to be found by him at peace, without spot or blemish, and regard the patience of our Lord as salvation. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our sequence or gospel hymn this morning is hymn 54. I invite everyone to please stand as they are able in joining singing hymn 54, Found in the Blue Hymnal.
regard the patience of our Lord as salvation. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Trust the process, they say. Lean into the liminal space, they say. It's all in God's time, they say. Big, important processes in our lives often sound very exciting and worthwhile at the outset. Maybe it's a process of getting an academic degree or training for a job, the process of having a baby, the process of growing or healing a community. It might even just be the process of aging. Hopefully, those kinds of processes in your lives have proven worthwhile in the long run. But I'd wager to guess that most of us here at one point or another have found ourselves at least once in the midst of one of these processes saying something like, well, if I'm being honest, I don't quite care for this very much. This is hard, and it's complicated, and it's costing me too much, and I just don't know if this is all worth it. And it just so happens that I've been thinking an awful lot about processes lately. In fact, yesterday evening in this very room, a nine-year process somehow both came to a conclusion and at the same time erupted into something completely new and exciting and overwhelming. Nine years ago, almost exactly to the day, an irritating and persistent thought in the back of my head led me into a somewhat random conversation with someone who is now a trusted friend and mentor. We talked about life, we talked about faith, we talked about the church, and he looked at me and said, quite matter-of-factly, sounds like you're supposed to be a priest. And while my reaction definitely did not convey it at the moment, Deep down, I thought he might be right. Like the voice crying out in Isaiah's this morning, this friend and mentor was crying out, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight a highway for God. I knew somehow that some excavation, some highway building was about to begin. Quite a process of listening, of seeking out some brutal honesty, both in myself and in others, a process of changing, a process of giving up no small amount of aspects of my life that I had quite come to enjoy, thank you very much, but giving those parts up, too. So I did some kicking, and I did some screaming, and a lot of avoiding, and a little bit of running, and then some stopping for years, and some praying for years, and some doubting, and then some surrendering, and eventually, last night, some saying yes. Regard the patience of our Lord as salvation. That verse has a lot deeper meaning for me now, and it has been a long, long process and it's only just begun. But just because I'm up here wearing a new set of clothes doesn't mean this is really unique to me, though, is it? Neither is it really a new idea. John the Baptizer is today's star of the show, and he's here with a clear message, something kind of like this, I think. Folks, God is moving in this world, and God would prefer to move efficiently. So we've got some highways to build. Prepare the way of the Lord. Or maybe said another way, begin the process of welcoming the kingdom of God into this very unlevel, rocky, winding world we live in. 
But if you've ever stopped to think about it, highway building is quite a feat. Even before modern machinery came onto the scene, it was even more so. Cutting into mountains and hills and then using the same dirt to fill valleys. Tremendous effort being put forward just in the pursuit of more efficient travel. Quite a process. It does not happen overnight. It's dirty, it's dangerous, it's expensive in more ways than one. And yet, yet God calls us into partnership for some reason to help in this most important building process, to use our lives, having been gripped by the gospel for some reason or another, to use our lives to make straight the way of the Lord. Not to make the rough places plain for our own personal travel plans, but to work as though our souls depend on God's ability to move freely in this world and in our lives. Because our souls do depend on that. But Jesus never said that this would be easy. In fact, he promised it over and over again that it would not be easy. The most important things, I guess the things that are really worth it, generally never are very easy. Because it takes time to build God's highways, both in our own hearts and out in the world, in very real ways. But as our epistle reminds us, that with one day, one day of the Lord is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like one day. So we regard the patience of the Lord as salvation. It seems like God trusts the process, enough, in fact, to become a human, to live and die as one of us, to roll up his own sleeves and do some highway building while he walked this earth. And so I guess if it's good enough for God, we ought to, process, we ought, ought to trust the process too. So what is God bringing low in your spirit? What might need to be taken off a high mountain to keep your feet on more level, perhaps more humble ground? What valley could God be raising up in you, in your soul, in your life? Where do you need to let God's process work in you? It is daunting to consider, isn't it, though, that the God of the universe wants to blast through and then fill our souls just so that we can, in return, share with others this strangely exciting, terrifying, joyful, real experience of life that has to be eternal. How could it not be? good news. We are in this process together, though, thankfully. So take heart. Lean on each other. This process has been supported and loved and grown by this community in ways I simply cannot describe. And I'm thankful for you all in ways that go deeper than words truly can. But thank you, nonetheless. So let's get to work. John the baptizer has started us out on this way, and we've got each other, and the Spirit is here. So let's just trust the process. Amen. Please stand as you are able and join in saying together the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, 
eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. The prayers of the people. In peace we pray to you, Lord God. For all our people in their daily life and work, for our families, friends, and neighbors, and for those who are alone. For this community, the nation, and the world. For all who work for justice, freedom, and peace. For the just and proper use of your creation. For the victims of hunger, fear, injustice, and oppression. For all who are in danger, sorrow, or any kind of trouble. For those who minister to the sick, the friendless, and the needy. For the peace and unity of the Church of God. For all who proclaim the gospel and all who seek the truth. For Michael, our presiding bishop, and Nicholas, our bishop, and for all bishops and other ministers. For all who serve God in his church. For the special needs and concerns of this congregation. In our parish cycle of prayer, we pray for Diane Nobles, Patrick and Joyce Noonan, and Dale and Sherry O'Hara. In our diocesan cycle of prayer, we pray for all laity in their several vocations and ministries that they may truly and devoutly, devoutly serve God. Hear us, O Lord. For your mercy is great. We thank you, Lord, for all the blessings of this life. At this time, we give special thanks for all who helped out with yesterday's ordination, for the camaraderie of this parish, and we give special thanks for the gift of Drake among us as we celebrate his ordination. We will exalt you, O God, our King. And praise your name forever and ever. We pray for all who have died, that they may have a place in your eternal kingdom. Lord, let your loving kindness be upon them. Who put their trust in you. We pray to you also for the forgiveness of our sins. We confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Amen.
please stand as you're able. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Let us greet one another with a sign of Christ's love for us. <laughs> Peace, you. Peace. Peace, guys. Tammy, peace be with you. You're welcome. Andrew, peace. Sorry, peace. Good to see you here. Oh, you're too far away. Oh, okay. <laughs> Peace be with you. Peace, guys. Peace. Peace be with you. Okay, that's enough. Peace. I guess enough. Peace. I got Ron. Peace. Peace. Oh, Ron, you're so funny. Um, good morning, everyone. It's. Uh, I'm Ron Cowie, Senior Warden, and we don't have a whole lot of new announcements, but I just kind of want to echo what Father Craig said during the prayers about Drake's ordination. It was a really wonderful experience just to kind of be in this space where, I don't want to say magic was, there's something really amazing. I mean, there's this big thing, and then there are these really quiet, graceful moments that, you know, you, you wouldn't expect in such a I think, but it, I actually, I guess you would expect it because that's kind of the point. Um, okay, so thank you, Drake, and thank you for your service. We really do love you more than you could ever possibly imagine. Um, Christmas schedule. Uh, I know it's a little bit, it's just at 4 p.m. and 10 p.m. on Christmas Day, and there's going to be a community dinner Christmas Eve. Ooh. Oopsie. Thank you, Tony. <laughs> we all make mistakes. Uh, yeah, Christmas Eve. Uh, there's a 4 p.m. and a 10 p.m. service. And after the 4 p.m. service, we're going to have our community supper then. And it's the St. Peter's. I don't know if it's the first. It's usually just for the choir, but everyone's invited. And we're going to kind of just lean into that. And if you're by yourself or if you just want to hang out for a little bit, I know Tony's cooking, I'm going to make something, and it's, you know, many hands make light work, and it's just, what? Did I, what? Oh, okay. All right. Um, what was that? I don't know. I'm hearing things. I'm having a spell. Um, <laughs> there are Christmas flowers and music. It's a great tradition to, um, if you want to remember some, someone or something or just in Thanksgiving, uh, it's a great way. It's a, it's a donation, and you can do that. Uh, also, the giving tree right over there for the mittens and hats and stuff, that goes to the community market, and that gets distributed to people who need it. Also, December 15th, the Perspectives Holiday Concert. Now, if you're not a, aware of Perspectives, do you want to talk about that? Because, I can talk about okay, that. Okay, hit it. All right. So by luck of the draw, one of our traditions here at St. Peter's is to host the Perspectives annual Christmas concert. For those who are not aware of what Perspectives is, it is an organization here in this community that works with adult individuals with cognitive uh, difficulties uh, or uh, disabilities is the word. It is a wonderful concert this year. There are 55 typical and atypical singers coming here to sing a wonderful medley of Christmas songs. When I first got here eight years ago, I heard from everyone, Father, you have to go to this concert. It is Christmas. And after I got done with that concert, I said, they're right. It's everything that Christmas is so, supposed to be about, filled with great spirit and wonder. So please, if you're available and you need a little Christmas, a little a week ahead, come that night, you won't go home disappointed. And one last thing today is the, uh, I don't know if it's the deadline, but is, is for stewardship. Uh, your pledge cards that you got in the mail from Bob and Kent, that just kind of says, hey, this is kind of what I'd like to offer or whatever. And one of the things we really, I can't stress this enough, 
yes, you know, this church doesn't just run on love. We actually need to pay the light bill and all that stuff. But what's really important, it's something that Drake said in his sermon, you know, trusting the process, and I've been hearing a lot about showing up. Just show up, you know, um, and being able to be a part of and not feel like you're apart from. That's incredibly powerful. And one of the things that we're doing in our strategic plan going forward is um, figuring out ways and make it, making the path, making that highway so people can feel like this is a place where they can really put more good into the world you know, with a group of people than they can by themselves. And so what we, how we figure out what that looks like you know, and what your part in that process looks like and can feel like is, um, is kind of the larger conversation we're trying to have. Did I make that, did I say that right, Bob? Yay! <laughs> I'm a Bob Mankey winner. All right, that's all. Are there any other joys and concerns, thoughts, reflections, anecdotes? All right, thank you very much. And before I give the offertory sentence, um, there is a coffee hour available in the Parish Hall this morning. Come prepared to eat lunch. There was a plethora of food last night at the reception uh, and at a sub-reception. And um, please come and help. As my grandma would say, make tomorrow a good day by cleaning up the plate or cleaning up the table. But please join us for coffee and everything else in the parish hall immediately after the service. Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us, an offering and sacrifice to God.
object of your hearts. We live them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, because you sent your beloved Son to redeem us from all sin and death and to make us as in him of everlasting life that when he shall come again in power and great triumph to judge the world, we may without shame or fear rejoice to behold his appearing. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. We give thanks to you, O God, for the goodness and love which you've made known to us in creation, in the calling of Israel to be your people, in your words spoken through the prophets, and above all, in the word made flesh, Jesus, your Son. For in these last days you sent him to be incarnate from the Virgin Mary, to be the Savior and Redeemer of the world. In him you have delivered us from evil and made us worthy to stand before you. In him you have brought us out of error into truth, out of sin into righteousness, out of death into life. On the night before he died for us, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. And when he'd given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper he took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, according to his command, O Father, we remember his death, we proclaim his resurrection, we await his coming in glory, and we offer our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving to you, O Lord of all, presenting to you from your creation this bread and this wine. We pray you, gracious God, to send your Holy Spirit upon these gifts, that they may be the sacrament of the body of Christ and his blood of the new covenant. Unite us to your Son in his sacrifice, that we may be acceptable through him, being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In the fullness of time, put all things in subjection under your Christ, 
and bring us to that heavenly country where with the Blessed Virgin Mary, John the Baptizer, and Peter our patron, and all your saints, we may enter the everlasting heritage of your sons and daughters through Jesus Christ our Lord, the firstborn of all creation, the head of the church, and the author of our salvation. By him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, almighty Father, now and forever. Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Alleluia. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. Body of Christ, the bread of heaven. The body of Christ, the bread of heaven.
Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, we thank you for feeding us with the spiritual food of the most precious body and blood of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and for assuring us in these holy mysteries that we are living members of the body of your Son and heirs of your eternal kingdom. And now, Father, send us out to do the work you have given us to do, to love and serve you as faithful witnesses of Christ our Lord. To him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit, be honor and glory now and forever. Amen. May Almighty God, by whose providence our Savior Christ came among us in great humility, sanctify you with the light of his blessing and set you free from all sin. Amen. May he whose second coming in power and great glory we await make you steadfast in faith, joyful in hope, and constant in love. Amen. May you who rejoice in the first advent of our Redeemer at his second advent be rewarded with an ending life. Amen. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you always. Amen. Please stand as you're able and join in singing hymn 76, Found in the Blue Hymnals. God. Oh. 